All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 22nd Oilers Nation every day 8 days until Connor Brown let's get into it with the lead We got to post it up for safekeeping so we never lose track of how long mm-hmm. until Connor Brown's an Oiler. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Find them online at sportscloset.ca and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where Top Cheese is in with the first comment of the day. Connor Brown, one year, one million. That's the vibe. That's the play. That's all we're going to talk about today on Oilers Nation every day. Uh, he is Matt Iwanek, formerly of TSN 1260. Matt, welcome to the show. Good day. It's fine. I could join you on this show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah ever since you've launched it, we can never do it, obviously, because I was on the air at the same time. But now I don't have a job. So yeah. here I am. Matt, I want it jobless. And uh, you have time now to join us here, which is I, nice because we did mm-hmm. talk about it a lot while you're on yeah. the radio. We tried to make it work. It just, the one time that could happen was during World Cup and I was too busy watching soccer. So. Mm-hmm. The yeah. real reason is because you were itching the competition of going head to head with Bob. So you said, I, I got to get on. I got to be talking Oilers at 12 o'clock somewhere. Well, no, I've actually been calling Bob all week to get on his show. Ah, and he yeah. wouldn't let me on still. Yeah. So I yeah. saw Gregor. I think Gregor was on with Reed Wilkins the other day. Really? Yeah. Really? Isn't that an interesting crossover? I don't know if Gregor would have ever been on Ched before. Honestly, probably not. started back at like mm-hmm. the start of TSN or whatever that was. So I yeah. don't know if he'd ever been on Chad. It was kind of like when Frank left TSN and then all of a sudden he's popping up on Bob's show too. He was doing Sportsnet yeah. hits and all yeah. of that. Worlds collide. It's always weird. Worlds collide. <laughs> exactly, Liam. Next exactly. week we'll have Low Tide and then we'll have Jameson. 
It'll be great. It would oh, be good. Yeah. I want. I thought it'd be fun to do like a round table, a reunion round table. You know what they do on like reality TV shows? They oh, do those the live, the tell-alls at the end. The Vanderpump was the big one recently. Did you watch that? No, but I like. I, I talked to a few people and they said it was messed up. Like it was three episodes. That is crazy. Boy. The reunion was three different episodes because it was that wild. Mm. So yeah. we do have a... <laughs> Comments are great on YouTube. Uh, we do have a lot to get to today on the show. Uh, we're going to have a short for giant offseason question coming up in a second. A whole bunch of AMA travel trade machines. A lot of them. Mm. AMAtravel.ca. Now that you don't have a job, I just can't hammer that home enough, Matt. Uh, anywhere you really want to travel to. <laughs> anywhere that's, uh, let's see, Europe? Okay. You, you want to go see some footy in Europe? Well, not right now because okay. there is no footy right now. Yeah, I know. Um, no. I would love to just go to, to Europe. Uh, or you have you know, your Italian passport. I'm, I'm an Italian citizen. Mm-hmm. So I can must be nice there. to have a dual citizenship. Do you have one? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's just got the one and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. One for me, Brexit has to happen and could have been there. It's all EU. We don't need to get into all that. No one cares. <laughs> well, no, that was next on my list, actually. So the Alberta election, Matt. Let's get into that one. Drop, I loved saying that around election time. Drop your hottest election takes in the YouTube chat. Uh, no, we're not doing that. If you do have questions, nope. though, feel free to uh, drop them in the chat. We'll get to it. Yesterday, we got off on that weird tangent about fast food. So feel free to ask mm. us whatever, honestly. I saw people were tweeting you Papa John's calls. Oh. Listen to this. I'm glad you brought that up. This is uh, an absolute banger from Kyla. Watching ONE and need to let Liam Horbin know Papa John's has a late night discount code 50% off after 10 p.m. all summer. Night 50 promo code. Now that that is is clutch code. Crazy. That is a big one. Especially if you're ship based. Well, that's the thing. That is an awesome promo code for everyone to have. That was like the, uh, the uni one that Domino's had for a while. Do they still have it? Uh, you know, I think we're people kind of called Papa on John's. Papa John's used to do the uh, on the Monday after an NFL Sunday, the highest scoring team on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. That was the percent off pizza you got the yeah. next day. I think up to fifty or something. Yeah, they did that. I remember they did that while I was in, when I was in high school still, because me and my buddies on the Monday after, if there was a high enough scoring game, we'd be like, hell yeah, we can go get Papa John's <laughs> for lunch. And there was one by the school in St. Albert. Um, wonder if the Gregor code word still works. Code word Gregor. I remember that's what the ads always said. Uh, well, Jason Greger is going to be co-hosting this show with me next week in Nashville. And that will all be brought to you by Papa John's. So look at all, look at all the brand synergy we got, uh, we got going on here. Um, before we talk Oilers, Matt, I want to talk, I want to talk TSN 1260 memories with you. Sure. There, you know, there's obviously people here who have an interest in that. I want to know your biggest, like, I'll start with this. I'll start with the positive side of it. Your favorite get all time in terms of a guest. Well, it's Wayne Gretzky, probably. I went okay. a little bit, got that one done. Um, and what was it about? A, well, it was around when Joey Moss got inducted to, I think the Alberta sports hall of fame. Okay. So we got him on and then there's someone and it was with Dave Jameson and there's a guy, Don Metz, who used to run a quill and all the production for the Oilers. He listened to it. He knows Gretzky. And he said afterwards to Dave, like I could tell Gretzky really enjoyed that interview. So I, that was probably one of my favorite gets. I did get John Herdman before the Canada matches here in Edmonton, which was awesome. And I got to interview him for that one. Uh, so those would be two of the top gets I ever got. My favorite, my favorite guest story. This isn't, I don't think it's my all time favorite get, but it was kind of right before I left. It was right before an NHL draft. And uh, I emailed the Oilers and asked them to get Tyler Wright. 
And they agreed Tyler Wright was coming on the show the next day at like 10 20. And I knew low tide would for lack of a better phrase, shit his pants. Yes. And (laughs) he was was doing it from home. And I remember I was saying, Lieutenant Eric was behind me and I was like, all right, here we go. I was like, Hey Al, like who who do you want to have on the show tomorrow, man? And he was like, Oh, you know, it's Wednesday where we got McCurdy, this, that. And I go, Hey, what about, uh, what if I could get you Tyler Wright? And there was just like silence. And he was like, yeah. Okay. And I was like, yeah, no, he's coming on tomorrow at 11. And then he was silent again. He goes, if you're screwing with me right now. And he was like, he thought I was messing with him, but that was a good one. The other good one I had is when Spec had the show on our station, it took me a few weeks to get Mac T on, but we had the interview of Mac T where he talked about Sean Horkov and Alice Hemskin time to move on and bold moves and stuff. Like we had that big interview mm. with Mac T. So that was a, that was a good one to have too. You had Lisa Ann on once. I did. I did. We did. Dave. Dave's. Yeah, we had. So she started working in sports. Who's and that? She was sports broadcasting. Hey, Aaron, for those that don't know. For those that don't know, she is a, um, I think, retired porn star now. Uh, legendary in some people's minds. Um, but she started doing sports and like a sports talk show or something. Dave wanted to talk to her and she wrote a book. So I ended up reaching out to the publisher he connected with Lisa Ann. Her and I were emailing each other. She, her and I still follow each other on Twitter. Really? Yeah. She wow. wants to follow us just because we're doing this and like to promote each other. And it's still, it's one I always still check. Like, does Lisa Ann still follow me? Yep. And she liked low tides tweet once to me. Really? Like I've never seen her show up in my notifications once. He said something to me and I like retweeted it. All of a sudden I saw Lisa Ann like low tides tweet. I was like, that is a crazy duo. Wow. Uh, about Lisa Ann. That was a good one. I remember I didn't work at the station, but I was driving to my job at the mall when yeah. you guys had her on. I remember being like, what is this radio? <laughs> I didn't worry. I was like, what is this station doing right now? Uh, yeah, you guys are careful gotta... if you're looking up Lisa. And that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk hockey, I guess. Um, Cause now the comments are getting unhinged. Well, Which well, one you read, guys just, what? Let's read some of them. I can't. Dr. Gonzo's is just emojis. So we can't read those. I like telling me, like, yeah, yo, Aaron, pull up a clip. Uh, Maynard asks if we're going to talk more about this kind of stuff. No, we're going to move on. And then Bryce, in the middle of a bunch of comments that say things like mommy, says, if Mitch call f- falls to seven, can the Oilers trade for See, back to Tosin, that was one of the best parts of the inbox. You'd be having a conversation about anything that's not Oilers, and all of a sudden there'd be that one text that comes in that's just on the Oilers. Dude, it could be like August 23rd. Nothing has happened for three weeks, and you'd be like, all right, the Jays are coming up to the to the waiver trade deadline. They're going to make a big splash, and someone would be like, how would you distribute the fourth-line wing minutes next year? Like, Think about that. Chew on it a bit. And you would have to, because that's what the people want. I respect it. <laughs> uh okay hockey talk countdown for connor brown it is it eight days to go maddie uh we are all in on this thing and i'm partially going all in on it because i'm convinced it's going to be the only big move they make this summer do you agree with that or do you think ken uh, holland's gonna have the final year of his contract itch i've always been known as the negative guy on 12 6 and i guess i'm bringing it to oilers nation it's i like it's one of those situations you look at the cap for the oilers you look at just what, what they also did last year, which is if they had average goaltending, they probably have a really good chance, if not beat the Golden Knights, which then we saw the rest of that could win the Stanley Cup. You get a little bit of better goaltending play, this team can win a cup. So why make some big changes? Connor Brown is the easy one just because it like the rumor's been going on for how long? 
Like it's been over, over a year, a year yeah. like that. Everyone's saying that Connor mm-hmm. Brown's going to be an oiler. So I think you're looking at Ken Holland's kind of not doing that much. And it's not going to be a fun, wild summer where the Oilers are making major changes to the roster. It's going to be small things. Like naturally somebody's going to have to go at least one of Yamamoto or Fogel. You'd have to think just to make it work, just to bring back some of the guys. Yeah. Um, but I think you're looking at Ken Hall and just running it back and the moves he's going to make is he's going to wait for what? 60%, 65% of season come trade deadline happen. And then figure out where he needs to fix the team, whether that's because of injury, whether that's because of play, that's when he could go do it. Because the Oilers also have the advantage where the East loaded up last year at the deadline. A lot of teams don't have first round picks for next year. The Oilers in the West do kind of have that. And while teams could then trade the next year's pick, you have the more immediate, we could give you a pick this year. Yeah, And I could see Ken Holland holding on to that for the deadline to help bolster this team. Uh, people are calling it the final. Who was it? I'm sorry. So baked. I always never say your name. I just say you're a people. Uh, so baked says it's the final count Brown. Uh, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, that ties into our short for giant offseason question for today. It's armchair GM day where Liam and I both sat. We used the cap friendly armchair GM tool. Hmm. We wrote out and plotted out how our off seasons are going to look. And Matt, we're going to use you as like the, moderator of it cool. in the sense that you'll tell us how realistic you think our moves sure. are. So we'll start. I think step one is going to be RFAs, Liam, and how we're going to handle bringing them back. RFAs and trades is kind I, of part one of this. I believe so. Yes. Okay. And, and just free agent signings, I think it is. Okay. So I think they're all just in one block. Okay. So I think we have Liam's up first. So take yeah, us through. Liam's first. Okay. Liam, take us through your first bundle of moves. All right. You can see the others making. So I just kind of, the trade away ones, I just, Dumped him, cap to be dumps. honest. Yeah, like found someone with cap. Maybe you could get a third for Fogel. I think it's a bit. Heavy. I think it's probably the highest you could get for him. Probably a fourth. Yamamoto, fifth is probably the highest. Too. I ain't big. Resigned Bouchard for three and a half for the one year, and then Klim Shady for two years, one and a half. Cloud, two years, two million. And Lavoie, two years, 900K. And I signed Connor Brown, David Kempf, and Matthias Janmark as my free agents. Okay. I did some maneuvering on the cap, Tyler. We yeah. are running a 20-man roster here. So you're running 12 forwards, 6D, 6D and two goalies. Two goalies. I don't think they're going to... I don't think they have an interest in doing that again. Why? They did it. They already did it. But it, it was hard. It caused a lot of problems. And I it's think true. you try to give yourself some flexibility this year. I like that Like, if you could get rid of Yamamoto. Like, I like Fogel, what he did in the second Me half too. of the season, the playoffs. And I think that's going to hurt for the Oilers to yeah. possibly lose him. But maybe you are selling him a little high in terms of that. But I also kind of, I've said this before, I want to see contract year Warren Fogel. Because if yeah, that's a great sc- point. he screams a guy, and again, yeah. this will be his last year in Edmonton, I think, because either it doesn't go well and you're like, okay, hey, goodbye, get a fresh start. Or... He's going to start scoring on his breakaways and he's going to score 20 <laughs> goals this year. And then you'll be too expensive and you'll have to and go and he'll just walk in UFA, but yeah. you get that Warren Fogel. But if you could get rid of those, there's a lot of cap that the others get for mm-hmm. what they're looking for doing. Basically 6 million bucks. Right? Only 6 million. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think you're, and you'll see mine, I guess, in a second. You're right in line with a lot of it. David Kemp, that is exactly what Frank Saravalli has his projection at, is two years, 1.8. That's what I went off. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Connor right, Brown one. I say that. You're supposed to say it was just. I, just, I thought about it myself. I gave it to Frank. Yes. Was Yanmark? Yanmark wasn't in that article, though, right? No. Uh, no. I, I just, think you're actually a little high on Yanmark. I think his is going to come in maybe even lower than what he got last year. You think so? I gave him a little bit of a raise because he earned it. Hey, he, 
he got injured a lot in the cost of living increase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's coming from tax-free states. We got to make up for that for him. Okay, so I think we can go to mine next. My my trades and signings, and I think what you'll see is they're largely the same. Um, I was in dark mode on cap friendly, so oh, it's maybe nice. a little harder to read. I, I was yammo to Chicago for a fifth and Fogel going to Arizona for a fourth, but San Jose's fourth. So it's actually could be a pretty early fourth mm-hmm. in the draft. I'm I even, I'm worried. Those are both a little high. Like Yamamoto might end up being a seventh and Fogel might end up being like a sixth. You might even have yeah. to throw a little something in there. Like maybe it's Yamamoto and the Oilers sending a seventh issue or something to get like him Frank, this year type thing. Frank had on our show Wednesday kind of said that Yamamoto may suddenly be becoming the easier one of the two to move. Like there might, he didn't say there's a market developing, but he said like they, they have someone who'll take them for nothing kind of thing. And now they're looking to see if they can get something. So I don't know. I think it's, I think Chicago makes a ton of sense. I know Tyler Mulek in the comments has, uh, has been all over that. Um, he also adds that they have Yanmark at two by 1.8. So my Yanmark contract there at the bottom is pretty low. I'd Bouchard at three, not three and a half. Mm-hmm. I think if it's the one year deal, it's going to be cheap because yeah. he has no ground to stand on. Right. Like there's no, there's nothing there. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, what's going on? Who's there? Bag, bag milk. Oh, okay. Oh. He's just, he's just leaned I, over flexing at. Okay. Okay. That's wildly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bouchard's probably going to fall somewhere between three and three and a half. Right. I just, yeah. Well, is you, what it is. you go to him and if it's a one year three, you're going, the cap's going up next year. Yeah. You're going to get your money next year. Yeah. We need a little bit of a savings this year. And Basically that's where, what Ryan McLeod did this last year. Yeah. And that's where you can maybe then get him to closer to that three, as opposed to the 3.5. Yep. I, uh, I have a similar deal or exact same deal for both McLeod and Costin. Um, I, I think those are pretty cut and dry. I'll be honest. I did not look at yours when I made mine. I didn't open your email until yeah. after I made my rosters. So, so yeah, my free agents are a little bit different. Granted, I may be a hair low on Yanmark, I guess, but Connor Brown, one year, two mil seems about right. Um, I didn't sign Raphael Lavoie. Not that I don't think he's getting signed. I just think he starts the year in the minors, especially with kind of the way I have the roster going. But and he's, then, waiver elig- he's not waiver eligible. Yeah, that is a good point, Liam. That's a good point. You probably can't sneak him through. Um, so I'd Taves and Benino, but this all kind of ties together in what I eventually get to with my final lineup. Okay. I don't think you actually signed both Jonathan Taves and Nick Benino. I think you signed one of them. You get okay. one good veteran fourth line center. I just threw them both there because listen, if Taves is going to come back and play, he's probably the guy. If he's not going to come back and play, the idea of getting Nick Benino potentially on a bit of a pseudo hometown discount, spends his summers here, all of that stuff, wife's mm-hmm. from around here. If you can get him on a nice cheap deal, we know there's been interest in the past. Then you just, instead of tapes, you go get Benino and which with whatever one's off the roster, that's your Lavoie money to keep him up. Is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. It all adds up to me. Which would you tr- prefer, Taze or Benino? Is Taze, and I sit there and look at it and go, do you not get worried just with the injuries? Like, that you sign him for a mill, all of a sudden he shows up, plays for a little bit, get hurt, and you just don't have him for much of the year. Yeah, and like not even, I mean, it's not injuries. It's like long COVID and, and things that won't go away. Yeah. yeah. So, but maybe if you bring him in on a one-year, $1 million deal, you're kind of giving him the, <laughs> hey, like load management. We've never seen it in the NHL. But no. maybe, maybe this is a no. scenario where they always go, hey, like every third game, every fourth game, we're sitting. Here. People hate hearing that. I know. But maybe say for a bottom six, people would understand that a little bit more. People hate load management, but we see a comment from So Baked. Just throw Taves on LTIR. Yeah, there you go. 
Throw Taves on LTIR, free up another million, sign Patrick Kane in November when he's back fully healthy. Easy peasy. Job's Bring done. back Duncan Keith oh, out of retirement. Yeah. Hey, we're throwing hypotheticals out there. Actually, I don't mind the Patrick Kane, just like the hunt yeah. for Patrick Kane come November, December next year. Didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's, they've done it with Evander Kane already. So we both out, but- we outlined our trades, Liam. And again, we didn't look at each other's work before doing this. Neither of us had a big deal. It's there's just no money. <laughs> like they they it'd just be so difficult to do. You make that big trade, and essentially you're filling holes with like a James Hamlin. To be honest, I don't want that. Like you got, the team's got to be better overall. And I would love Travis connecting here, but it just seems so unrealistic and it's so difficult to pull off. Even Brett Pesci, like then you're, if you want to bring in a Pesci again, would he's, I don't think he would sign a long-term deal in Canada. So you're mm-hmm. dealing with a pure one-year rental for Brett Pesci. You bring in Pesci, then you got to find a taker for CC and you got to get out of that contract. Even then you're losing a mill. And I think the interesting part of doing this exercise was just again, when you get your hands on the numbers and having to re-sign everyone, it is so hard to keep this team cap compliant, even with both Vogel and Yamamoto out the door. Yeah. Like, what do they have? About 5 million in cap space right now. You have to sign Bouchard and, and McLeod, wow. and then it's gone, basically. And then you all, and then you move other guys and you manage to bring back a, a Clint Costin, a Lavoie, like whoever else it may be, right? Yeah a Yan mark. And then it's like, okay, well now you have Pope Connor Brown takes a discount to come here. Yeah. It's kind of the deal on it. Right? And like, again, we both had our rosters, I guess we'll see in the next screen, but like, I think I had like $130,000 in cap space left. Uh, yeah. I, I had 200 and something, but I did 20. Minutes. And that is banking on Brown taking a discount. Yeah. That is cutting two pieces off your forward group. Like it's tough, but I could see a lot of players taking that little bit of a discount for the one year deal because Every if you're a free agent this year, mm-hmm. like I'll even go as far as if you're Austin Matthews, why would you sign a contract that for a longer term when you know the cap's going to jump up? Do the LeBron? Well, that's yeah. Get get the one year. You know, even we saw it in Edmonton too. Tyson Barry came here for the one year. Now ended up staying, but it's okay. You have a great season, and all of a sudden next year when the cap goes up and everyone has money to spend, and we know what NHL GMs do when they have money to spend. Frank thinks they he throw said, it out there. Said on the DFO rundown today that GMs he's talked to. Have it at about ninety million next year, and that's where I don't I think. Even if it's the Oilers, you have a good team as is. Do you really want to lock into a long term contract? Like you try to have yeah. even extra cash come off the books next year, where then you can go out there and really help this team. Where you also still have a chance at winning this year. Yeah, and I think for a guy like Connor Brown, like it just makes too much sense. Again, we played the Gazdick clip yesterday. Like the fit is right there. Um, Nuge Lover said the Athletic had Connor Brown to the Oilers at one year, one and a half. Great. If you sure. can, you get it one and a half. I mean, get him at one. Who, who cares? Cheaper the better on this guy. You're going to load it up with bonuses and he'll get his money that way. And he's also trying to set himself up for, like you said, Maddie, getting a bigger deal next offseason. Let's flash up. So this will be Liam. This is your final roster, right, Liam? This is the way you have it all diced up. I think so. Uh, defense. Yep. So like the forward group, no, again, we walked through this Holloway's on your forward group. Derek Ryan's down there. He's resigned David camp on your fourth line. I like that David camp signing. Actually, I think that's, that's a pretty good show that I'm assuming in this your extra forward is Lavoie. Yes. So right. the, this is going, the cap's going to go up a million, right? That's the rumor. Yeah. So that'll give me room for Lavoie. Okay. So you, Broberg is, yeah, not, I was going to say yeah. Broberg. Broberg is in the minus. Because you're going with, again, the tightest roster yeah, possible. The tightest roster. And also, like... Oh, that's a mistake, I think. Broberg, to me, like... 
he's not going to play. Unless you're going 11 and seven on some nights. Sure. But, but even then he's playing like four minutes. So I just think Broberg in the minors, if there's no room for him within that six is a better place for him. I'd rather have Marcus Niemeline and sit on the, in the bleachers and better to be Broberg. playing games, yep. playing top minutes as opposed to sitting in a press box, watching NHL. Games. Yeah. And what is Broberg? 22 drafted. He dropped like four years ago. Ah, whatever. I don't know. I just think it's, it's I just, shit or get off the pot time. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not fully there yet because he's still good. Like when he comes into the team, he plays a role. The others just don't have a fit for him right now. I'd rather he was down in Bakersfield dominating everything. And if he did come up and push someone out of the lineup, then that's good. Mm. Or next year he's taking over. Maybe. Yeah. You know, when you're, if you're dealing with that massive cap, then it's all of a sudden you've got a spot next year. Yeah. Yeah. Cody CC can go and he could jump in. Mulek says they both require waivers. Would Broberg already require waivers next year? I'm double checking. Cap I don't friendly. think so. Uh, yeah, Cap friendly says he's still waivers exempt. So, um, still on his yeah, because he's still he's still on his ELC too. Um, but where is Lavoie? Lavoie, Lavoie is not because he's he's yeah he's not. He's going to be entering his 23 year old season here. So uh, he turns 23 in September. Yeah. Okay. So Lavoie wouldn't be. So you'd have to keep him on your roster somehow. So I think you need yes. to have the extra spots, Aaron. If you can flash up mine. Um, I think mine was mine broken in two screenshots or did I just uh, I one? put it in plugged into one? Uh, you put it all on one board. Good man. Uh, I have them actually having enough money because again, I went cheaper on Yanmark, which is a big thing. But again, maybe if I'm a little bit under on Yanmark, maybe I'm a little over on a piece like Connor Brown, but with the extra D man and Broberg. And again, I had both Benino and yeah, Taser, so one's there, one's not. And one's Lavoie is basically the way it works. You're still going to have enough money, 100 to 200 K. And leftover cash, uh, which is going to allow you to accrue cap space throughout the year and come trade deadline time. It makes life a lot easier when you're not in LTIR space. But Tyler Mulek says, uh, Tyler Mulek says no changes on the D that's an L. But I think the point Matt make Matt made just hit it on the head. This blue line as constructed has basically gotten you to a Western conference final. And within two games of one again this year. Well, and mm. you didn't have Ekholm for a lot of this. Like Ekholm is full season now with the Edmonton Oilers. Remember for four or five months of last season, they were running nurse CC Bouchard Broberg mm-hmm. and then Kulak and Barry. And however they were dicing those pairings up. But like for the most part, that was it. This is better than the defense you started last season with. 100%. Just, yeah. just right at Ekholm right there. And you also saw the team when Darnell Nurse was getting and playing a bit better once Ekholm came in. He helps out. So does Darnell Nurse have a better season this year because Ekholm's here full time? Yeah. Um, and again, you can go 11 and 7 some nights. You have a bunch of options. This blue line, and again, I understand that there's like an itch to like go get Pesci. Again, you give up a first and a prospect for Pesci knowing you can't sign him long term or knowing he's not open to an extension with a Canadian team long term. I don't think you do that. And this blue line, again, as constructed, was what a point or two away from winning the Western Conference in the regular season. Oh, I went away. Yeah. This isn't. And again, you have Nima Linen and Broberg as your seven and eight. You know, they got a guy like Cam Deneen in the minors. Maybe you pick up a guy for 850K and something like that. You, even with an injury, this blue line can probably get you to a playoff spot or it will get you to a playoff spot by the deadline and reassess then. Well, the Ekholm deal again, right? Like you got him at the deadline because you waited. We, the Oilers, we all knew the Oilers were going to have to make a move on the blue line this past season and they did it. It came at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So this team, as long as they don't go through the December, January slump that they've had for, I don't know how many straight years, 
<laughs> they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be a team that is going to be at the near the top of the division, top of the conference. So you don't have to worry about the playoffs. It's about yeah. at the deadline. If the blue line has a hole that you need to go do, go dress it then. Or maybe it's going to be a forward spot that you need to go address. Or maybe it's going to be goaltending. Like who knows? You could save that until the deadline because this team is good enough. They're a playoff team. It should be just going through the motions in a sense, this 82 game regular season, because it all comes down to playoffs. They should be a playoff team. Yeah. Christopher Palmer says CC can still be moved mid season to help us out. Uh, like Tyson some, Berry. Yeah. Eric said CC and nurse first pair again is so detrimental, but like been their top pair for like two seasons now. CC's had a bad year and he had a good year. I don't, I don't think they can go into the playoffs with CC as their top pairing D-man again, but I think they can get through a regular season up until the deadline to whenever. Because again, if someone had told you a year ago the Oilers were going to get Matthias Ekholm at the deadline before his fancy mm-hmm. extension with the Preds had even kicked in, you would have been laughed at, right? Like he yeah. wasn't going to be available. And look at the NHL standings. Everyone thought Nashville was going to contend. They got forced into a rebuild because their season went bad. You don't know who in January or February next yep. year is going to be 12 points out of a playoff spot and going, shit, we, we got to have this. We got to have something from this year. So we're, let's get draft picks. Yep. You never know. So I think I don't think leaving the blue line alone is like a major, major detrimental mistake from Holland. I, I think it's just a reactionary thought from everyone, to be honest, of like it needs to be addressed today. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, like the playoff, as long as your roster is good by March 2nd, that's when it really matters, right? And the others have a chance to do that. There's the rumors that Cody CC was hurt all season as well. So maybe he comes back and is a little bit better yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Vincent Dayane gets a full summer of training to be an NHL defenseman. That's going to make an impact on this team. And yeah. I think this blue line's fine. I think, you know, you said Nurse and CC is the number one pairing. I think it just depends on the situation and how everyone's deployed. I think if the others are chasing games and Ekholm and Bouchard are going to play way more than those two. And if they're, if they're uh, winning games, then yeah, we'll see more of Nurse and CC in the defensive style of it. So I think it's fine. I think it just comes down to the entire team as a whole to play better team defense, to be honest, rather than the actual blue line. Well, and also just say, like, what if Jack Campbell just has a better year in net regular <laughs> yes. season wise? Like, right there, that is Jack Campbell going to be an 888 again? I well, think he'll be a bit better. So, right there, there's your team defense taking a little bit of a step yeah. up during the regular season. So, um, like, because if that's an issue, if Jack Campbell's 880, like, yeah. terrible again, actually, that, there's a problem again. And that will have to be addressed, whether deadline or next offseason. But right there, you'd have to expect he's going to take a step up. I think it's reasonable to look at what Stuart Skinner this year did this year in the regular season, expect that again. Like it wasn't like he was pulling a nine thirty say percentage or something like ah well this is such a high can he keep that going like he was fine like so I think just right there from goaltending what you would expect that helps your defense too. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, what do we got going on in the chat here? Naeem said the CC buyout super reasonable right now. Yeah, it is when you look and go, hey, you saved 2.1 million bucks, but then you don't have a top pairing defenseman and you've only saved $2.1 million, right? At least you know, and again, he's not great in that spot, but there's it's the devil you know. You know what Cody mm-hmm. CC's limitations are. You know when you're rattling him out there for 22, 23 minutes a game, what he will and won't bring you on a night-to-night basis. So I don't know. I just, I, as, as we've been more distant from the playoffs, I've kind of softened on my criticisms of CC and DeHarnay. Cause and Mulek said, you know, Vinny got exposed in the playoffs. It was his first playoffs. It was his first season. He doesn't even have a full season under his belt. Yeah. And I know he's 26 years old, but like, maybe we should give the guy some time. He's shown he's a late bloomer in his career. Like it was a learning curve, but that's a tough thing to sell in this city. It time. is oh, to say yeah. time to take that. Like that's right when there's the win now mode, the windows there, people want it to be done now. And I think though, sometimes people focus too much on the fact that they lost, they got knocked out in the second round, as opposed to looking and going, this is a good hockey team and they could go yeah. do it again next year. Uh, he's Vinny is 27. Sorry. Um, Brent Smythe says, are they in win now? If so, you trade for Pesci, but you only get so many bullets, right? Well, yeah, and it's it's win now, but like how long do you want win now mode to be open for? How long was it open for the Penguins? How long was it open for you know Blackhawks and yeah. stuff? You don't want to go win now mode and have it for one year and then you've given up all your assets to get this one guy for this season. Jeremy says, How can you vote? <laughs> Both fools have the Oilers writing off another season. And you said thanks for the feedback, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> uh What's the, what's the saying? All publicity is good publicity. Yeah. But again, so, and again, it's our window. No more excuses. It is our window. What did Frank say today on DFO Live? He says, this is the Oilers year. Everything is lined up to this being the Oilers year. But you only have so many first round picks. You only have so many high end prospects and you only have so much cap space. So again, are you going to be kicking yourself? And I, maybe, maybe they're, maybe I'm on the wrong side of this. Are you going to be kicking yourself if you give up a first plus? or Broberg in a second for Brett Pesci and then come the trade deadline. I don't know who it is, but a true, like Pesci's not at home level. I think he's at home light, but what if there's an at home level righty that's suddenly available? Are you kidding? And you yourself? have him for a few more seasons as opposed to right? Pesci who's going to walk in the summer. Like, and now you're replacing him and you gave up those pieces for that short. Period. And it's gone. It's nothing. And I agree. Win now, mm-hmm. win at all costs, trade every pick and every prospect. But a, there's a finite amount of them. You only have so many bullets in the chamber. And I just sit there and kind of go, is, is the summer the time to pull it? Or as we saw last year, is it better to maybe just wait? Um, we did the exercise, Liam, of looking at next year's UFA demon. I don't remember what our... I can't remember, yeah. I, remember I just what the conclusion was. This window. Mm-hmm. I get it. The Oilers need, But what is like, no more excuses. They have to go all in. If Holland's able to persuade Connor Brown to come here on a cheap deal, mm-hmm. that's very good. Able to 
get Bouchard on a cheaper deal in one year and you bring back the majority of your roster, like how is that not going all in? Like I, I, does it have to be a Konechny? Like I just, it just isn't realistic. Like we, I would love Konechny and Pesci and all those guys here, but like it, it just doesn't work as well as we all want it to. This is reminding me of the deadline where for weeks prior to the deadline, everyone was upset. Ken Holland wasn't doing anything. And that's win now mode. You got to win now. Bob Stoffer's on, you know, Sportsnet yelling at Ken Holland. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they <laughs> go trade funny. for Matias Ekholm. Yeah. And everyone's like, what a great trade deadline by Ken and all win now mode. They're in it. Let's wait and see how, like, uh, I feel like it's deja vu right now with that. It's mm-hmm. everyone, ah, it's win now. You got to go do something. Well, Maybe you don't have to. Maybe, again, this team is good. Do, do people look there at this team and think it's going to miss the playoffs as is? I don't think so. So now you just got to bolster your team. There's small spots. And again, I'll go back to one of the reasons they're out of the playoffs this year to the Golden Knights, goaltending. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit better goaltending and you might beat the Golden Knights. And they were the best challenge to the Golden Knights these playoffs. If the Pittsburgh Penguins don't piss their pants and lose to Chicago, right. Florida doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Florida goes down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. Sergei Bobrovsky, out of nowhere, enters a zone he's never been in before, and they waltz their way to a cup final. Right? Like, you just got to get to the dance, and you can bolster yourself at the deadline. If Laurent Persuade doesn't get hurt, do the Golden Knights win the cup? Yes. It's, it's, such, yeah, a, I mean, it's such a chance. The whole playoffs is such a chance. Yeah, here, Tyler Mulek. Wait, Darnell Nurse and Jared Spurgeon. So there's an example. What if Minnesota, who again... Cap is staying flat. They're getting screwed by that because they thought when they bought out Suter and Breezy, they're like, oh, the cap will start going up. We'll still have money. They have nine point, they have nine million dollars even in cap space for this offseason. Terrible buyout. They have $14.72 million in dead cap space. It's terrible. And they got two more years of dealing with that. But they only have nine million bucks. They got to sign Philip Gustafson, breakout season, probably getting three to four million bucks. Uh, they need to re-sign Kalen Addison and replace probably a defenseman because they're losing both Dumba and Klingberg. And up front, they're not really losing a lot, but they only have nine forwards under contract. So they are right up against the cap. It would not... They need a number one center because they don't have one right now. They might not be able to get one because they can't afford it. It wouldn't surprise me, my whole point here, if a team like Minnesota all of a sudden is like Nashville next year. And they're sitting there going, yeah, Minnesota's listening on Spurgeon. Minnesota's listening on Jer- on Jonas Brodeen and things like that. You know? Yeah, those you are kind of team. Know. Yeah, it would add up. It would add up. Hey, uh, what are they going to do? Like, they're probably going to move out someone, right, this summer to help sign all those guys. I think they, like, might, I think they might look to trade Flurry. Yeah, that would make sense. That guy, Go- man. Go- has he got a no move or anything? Uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a no move. plus no move. Oof. For a guy that's going to want to play somewhere else, we keep hearing that like, he never wants to play somewhere else, but then he's playing somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Chicago <laughs> thing, it was like, he's not, he's retiring. He's not going to Chicago. And you're right, he went to Chicago. And then the what mini, if yeah, the, mini, you know? the reunion happens in Pitt? Pittsburgh need a goalie. Kyle Dubas Ooh. does like doing things just purely Ooh. off the vibes. He went and for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason got Matt Murray and that he made no Flurry in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. The funny thing with Flurry, this is a tangent now, but like, One of the all-time good guys. All you ever hear is like great teammate, great locker room guy. Organizations love him. Marketing golden child. Great goalie. Wins everywhere. All this stuff. And he's just been like thrown around the last five years. Like you wouldn't believe. Pittsburgh spit on him, kicked him out the door. Bill Foley told him in an elevator, buy your house. You're going to retire a golden knight. Then like four months later, they traded him for nothing after he won the the franchise. Oh my God. Yeah. You do feel for them, but they'll have to try and make money work or else I could see Minnesota slipping next year. You just, again, 
12 months ago, Ekholm wouldn't have even been anywhere close to the radar because he just signed an extension. So you just don't know who's going to be available next year. Um, someone says, when's the draft lottery? So they're already punting on next year. <laughs> no, start looking at that. And I just don't get how you could look at this team and the way it is and go, this is, they're going to bottom out. The last two years, they didn't. The last two years, they were actually quite good. American Thanksgiving, I always freak the hell out, but they always come back. And like, it's just, you got to get through December and January. If they could stay afloat, then you're not battling so hard in March and April. That's just the key, but they're a playoff team. Yeah. People just got to get used to that. Uh, AMA travel trade machine. We kind of loosely talked about that, um, but we basically just had Fogel and Yamamoto going out the door for late round picks. That's your AMA travel trade machine for today. There's nothing sexy about it. You guys don't think they'll trade then Jack Campbell? What? No. Really? So that's we all, a, that's the big one that people we, wanted for a while. I know, but know, we right? have a rule in the chat where if okay. you bring up Campbell or Nugent Hopkins rumors, you get muted oh. for 300 seconds and you're so on time muted out. for 300 seconds. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta sit out for a little bit. Uh, Matt, Iwanek, formerly of TSN 1260 now yeah. unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Just chilling. Uh, going to be Edmonton is number one Riverhawks fan this summer. Riverhawks and back to being an Elks fan. Yeah. Let's you can go, finally be an Elks fan again. Got to go to a first Elks game as a fan. Probably 14 years, 15 years. So I got to go on Sunday and cheer them on to a loss against the Argos. <laughs> Steve McAdoo's remaining as the offensive coordinator. They're so bad. They're so bad. So bad. Well, he's trash and the quarterback got worse this year. <laughs> yeah. How did that happen? I, I don't know. Yeah. He, he has the most powerful arm, yet he underthrows and hits all of his receivers in the feet. It's remarkable. It's, <laughs> you get a point by putting the ball through the end zone and they got How do you shut, get out. shut out. Like <laughs> in CFL. Ah, Did you and they have the, great weapons, but the OC yeah. and quarterback, when you have that as a tandem and it's awful, it's it's terrible. What happened to that uh, Canadian quarterback they had? Was Trey it Ford? Yeah. He got hurt, right? And he got hurt last year, back. came back with like he's still raw. You okay. sports quarterbacks don't don't start a lot, but oh. it's gonna be a couple years, although you're at a point right now. Maybe worse than Cornelius. <laughs> Honestly. Like, and it's crazy that they, they came out the other day and were like, we're not changing him. I think that's just a confidence thing. Yeah. I think that was just to be like, hey, keep your confidence up. That's we probably got you. Fair, yeah. But this week, he's got to be on that short lease. They don't have a good three, four drives to start. You got to do something. Well, have they, to. Or that crowd's going to be mad, whatever, whoever's there. Uh, yeah, it'll be, there, so it was, be mad. It was a yes. great crowd, right? In the first game, yep. home opener. 32,000. And then you. You have a good game, you obviously lose, and then you follow it up with a shutout in the game two. It feels like the season's done already. They were one yard away from a touchdown. I know. My dad and you a get video. a yard off the ball. <laughs> that was brutal, too. Oh, my goodness. But yes, Riverhawks, Elks. That's my summer. It's going to be great. I also, I, we're talking about off-season moves and you know maybe seeing something this summer that stuns us. We don't think it's likely, but in your time working, were you ever on the air for a move that was like a Taylor Hall, whole, one for one? Oh, that was during your show. It was on our show. We had uh, Scott Miller, baseball writer. Oh, he's Remember great. Scott? And we had him on talking about a piece he did on Lenny Dykstra. Okay. And all of a sudden, the tweet <laughs> came out of Taylor Hall's being traded. So I told Dave in like his ear, like, hey, we got something going here. And so first, I wanted to wait to make it because, you know, Twitter, like sometimes you never so know. Wait a little bit. It happened. So we had to cut Scott short. We went on the air with that one for one, like... We're getting dusty on the phone. So then I got into my car early to head down to Rexalt for the Peter Shrelly. And that's when PK Subban happened Stamp and Stamkos happened. And that day was wild. So that was one of them. And then from CFL standpoint, when Ricky Ray got traded, 
We were oh, sitting yeah, there, yeah. like we we're just talking. And then all of a sudden we got the call that Ricky's being traded and we're like, Oh crap. And so we were dealing with that. And then we're hearing the package, Steven Giles, a first round pick and Grant Shaw. And we're like, and, and, and then that was it. And like, it, it was stunning. And that one took us all day for that one. So those are probably two of the biggest trades. And honestly, I was a part of for, for all of that. And Christopher Palmer asked Pronger Pekka, but that was well before. That was before time. me. Yeah. yeah. That, Cause that was 06 and Pronger was obviously 07 and stuff. So that was before me. I started in really 10. So I like when Taylor Hall's draft year, that was the first one. one of the yeah. first things I did actually was Pat Quinn's conference call when he basically got fired. So they said they were moving him in a role. And he was asked, this doesn't feel like a promotion. He's like, it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's not. So yeah, no, that's, there hasn't been too, too many crazy, crazy shocks. Actually, one of the biggest shocks recently wasn't on air, but it was the PGA live thing. Really? Oh, yeah. I, that, I didn't see that coming when that news came, but no Taylor Hall, one for one, Ricky Ray. Those were the two big ones. Yeah, the hall one was insane. I was working at the radio station then, Were you? but we were—I was on a street, street team, team event at Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Where you? Yeah, with downtown Freddie Paps. No way. Yeah, I think he was showing you the ropes. Yeah, he was showing me the ropes. I just remember I was like, "Can I go sit in the truck for a bit?" And I just listened to you guys and let whoever was doing the rest of the job do the rest of the job. I don't know. Um, the offer sheet to Justin Schultz—I don't remember that. I don't think that ever happened. Them signing Justin Schultz was a big deal. I was at yeah. Mil- the Millennium Place in Shaw Park. He signed the contract. Yeah. I yeah. saw it, witnessed it with my own eyes. The same day I met Neil Yakupov. And today yeah. is the anniversary of Neil Yakupov being selected first overall by really? the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I remember Waz told me to bring that up on the show today. Well, uh, yeah, it's been that was twenty twelve, right? Paul Nuge Yak. Yeah. Yeah. So that means it's been 11 years since Neil Yakupov was taken first overall. Um, oh, boy. Wait, was it three in a row or was it three of four? Three in a row. Was it three in a row? Yeah. Uh, oh, was it? No, it was. Yeah, it Yak was. 2010, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Because yeah. then, 20, right, because they jumped up, they, they passed the dev. Like that was the one they won. No, yeah. Devils won. And the yeah. others were 10. Oh, I can't. Because then 2013 was Nurse, 2014 was Dry, 2015 was Connor. David, yeah. Pull Yarvi, never forgetty. Um, And then after that, it just goes into mid round picks for the most part. I Bouchard, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Yak 11 years ago. The funny thing about the thing about the Yakubov one was even if they would have been like, nah, this Yakubov guy's a bust, even with hindsight, if you would have gone back as some sort of magical draft fairy to Steve Tambellini and been like, this Yakupov guy's going to suck. Do not draft him. They wouldn't have done any better. No. That they was either would have taken Ryan Murray or Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah. yeah, you have to go down to five to Morgan Riley to get a half decent player. And yeah. you don't get Connor McDavid. Butterfly yes. effect, baby. All roads lead to... Uh, it's the only good thing Dallas Aikens did. <laughs> be a terrible coach that led the Oilers to get McDavid. Uh, you are, or you should be in attendance. We're doing a, a thing with the Riverhawks. So, Jay... So- who's sometimes on the show, usually in your seat. He thinks he can hit a home run at Remax Field. No. With a juiced up bat. No. I don't think he can either. No. When is that? It's such zero chance. I think it's late July, early August. Oh, is it? Okay. Your guys this night. Yeah. That is a far, that is not a hitter friendly park. That's deep. I've seen one home run. Uh, home opener this year, that home run. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, if you look up like left right field wall, which is the shortest, mm-hmm. I think it's about comparable to Rogers Center with the Jays. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and that's not a short wall too. Like that has some height to it. So I wish him luck, but I don't think there's a chance. He thinks, like I've seen him hit a golf ball 
and he can hit a goddamn golf ball like very high. He can hit it. He has a swing ability. I will say that. So if you know a golf ball is a lot, I know I wise, but he's also like shopping around to people and getting like, try. he's trying to find like a juiced bat from before they flipped a BB core and all of this stuff, like a juiced metal bat to do this with, which is why I'm like, if he just connects on one, he might give it up. Also has to pull it perfectly down the foul line. Yeah. Like it can't go towards this. I'm assuming he's a righty. It can't go towards like the scoreboard or something like that. August 3rd. That's the day? That's the day. Okay. It's 340 on the left, 320 on the right. Oh, and 420 dead middle, but it has the green monster. Yeah, you're only hitting that wall. Yeah. Matt Stairs hit it over that once. Really? I hit the outfield wall last year. I had one of the pitchers giving me meatballs right down the middle. Regular ball, regular. (laughs) And you hit the wall. I mean, it took me. 200 swings at it. Well, maybe Jay has a chance. <laughs> uh, Tyler Mulek's seen a home run in a softball game there before. So Baked says he thinks I'll hit one before Jay. I don't think I'm I doing can. It. I'm doing it too. I don't think I can. I know my abilities. I've played in a men's softball league where it's like 260 to the fence. Double fence. I've hit one home run in three years. Yeah. I don't try. I just I know my power, so I don't think I can do it. I, I couldn't do it. You can't swing a bat? Not that way. I can do it this way. Cricket. cricket. Yeah. Could you have you played cricket before? Yeah. Really? Well, since he knows how to swing it that way. I'm <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't tell if you yeah. was just being a smart ass. No, I can I can bowl and I can hit. Really? I'm an all-rounder. I got into the 2015 Cricket World Cup. The ashes are on right now. This is oh, the yeah. Betway other sports yeah, sport. Well, it was one because Sportsnet had the rights and they did cricket in 60. So you got they oh, did the match yeah. in 60 minutes and it was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. The uh England won the last World Cup. And it went to a super over and it was the most overtime. Yeah. But it's just, so an over is sick. You get six balls to get six attempts to hit it. And if I think they played New Zealand and it was like intense, like it got to the point where like they New Zealand, the pitcher was throwing the ball and it hit the other guy's bat as he was running between the bases and it went out for four runs. So they got like five runs or something like that. It's crazy stuff. Look it up. Anytime I get into cricket, I like start understanding it and yeah. then I go away for like a couple months and I'm gone. It's out of that. I forget it all again, but it is fascinating. Yes, it is. It's a five day sport. Uh, just taking a look right now. Uh, Sussex is playing Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire. There you go. Uh, Sussex, big favorites on Betway. So if you want to get yeah. it on some cricket action, Anyone uh, I do like today? Yorkshire. Yorkshire is plus oh, one big dogs. fan of them. I, I think they've got uh, Birmingham. Is that? Yeah, the Bears. I think they got. I, I think the Bears are a little feeling a little too good about themselves right now. A Lancashire playing. That was my team. The Lancashire Lightning. <sighs> I don't. I don't see. Oh, uh, Lancashire. Tomorrow. Yeah, they're on tomorrow. Minus two twenty-five favorites against Derbyshire. Derbyshire. As always. Derbyshire. Derbyshire. Yeah. Derbyshire. You and your it's words. Like it's the Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, okay. Well, this was a fun show, Matt. Thanks this for operating. Glad to be here. We even finally got to do it done. A little bit. It's three minutes over. Y'all got extra content today. That's what you got for tuning into the show. Uh, show to Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Find them at StarMechanical.ca. Cornerstone Insurance, short for the Giant, for inspiring our short for Giant Armchair GM edition of the show. Betway for the other sports report. Nineteen plus. Please bear responsibly. No Jays tonight.
There's really like not a lot of good sports on tonight. NBA draft. Oh, Wemby. Wembyama. Yeah, he's gonna go one. Yeah. Uh, be, did you see him holding a baseball the other day? Yeah, his whole hand. Holy moly! That, he could have held five in one hand. Uh, there's Raptors also- trade up to three. Ooh, no, Raptors are too difficult to deal with until they fire Missouri. Is that his name? Yeah, you, you have yeah. issues with you Sour on Masai. Yes. Oh, no, is, too soon. He is in Masai we trust. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, also, uh, you got, I think it's Bombers Lions tonight, Thursday night football. CFL. Oh, oh CFL. Big action. West battle. Who, Who do you like in that one? one? You got to go with Winnipeg, I think, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out what BC's made of. So Wemby obviously going first yeah. overall. What is was that minus hundred thousand? Yeah. <laughs> so I think you'd have to wager a thousand dollars to win hundred thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks. I think so. Yeah. Not bad. Let's do it. <laughs> if you if you, you bet a, if you bet a thousand dollars, you would profit one dollar. Let's do it. Ten thousand is ten. A hundred thousand is a hundred. So no sense betting on Wemby. Uh, number two, Scoot, Scoot Henderson's moved Scoot. into the favorite. Uh, to be second overall, which I don't think is surprising at all. Well, actually, he, he's got that dog in him. He he will he should go second, but Michael Jordan is selling the Charlotte Hornets, right? Yes. And apparently, this is going to be his last move. And ever and apparently, Charlotte might not one hundred percent be in on the Scoot Henderson. But that's his name. Well, right? he gets the final yeah. say too. I think he yeah. said like he gets final decision on who they pick. So then it could be Brandon Miller, who's plus two fifty. I, I actually don't know who it could be. Maybe him, but it was uh. People are just saying on Twitter, like, you can just guarantee Michael Jordan's last move as the owner is to totally fuck them even more. He's been awful. <laughs> yes. He has been a Horrendous. terrible owner. The best thing he did was draft Kemba Walker, who's great, been a great player. But besides that, like, I guess uh, Lamelo's pretty good. Yeah. Lamelo yeah, has Lamello worked out a bit, good. but it hasn't oh, done boy. much else beyond that. Plus 225 on the first three picks going Wemby, Scoot, Brandon Miller. Wemby, Scoot, Brandon Miller, plus 225. That seems like decent juice, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I might do that. Who yeah. picks third again? Uh, do you have that? Portland. Ah, oh, who have faken us by not trading Dame again. Classic. I feel bad for Dame. <laughs> I, but isn't this I what he wants? To my Lakers. This is what Dame wants. <laughs> what, to be on a shitty team? But if he wanted to go, he could go. Well, but there's talk that this summer he's wanting to go. But we'll see if that mm. comes up. Hmm. Uh, I hope Wembayama actually like. I'm worried for injuries for his career. I hope yeah. his body yeah. holds because I think we're in for something special. I was saying he could be like one of the best basketball players ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, he could be, especially on a costio. So he looks as well. filled out. Like you know, sometimes when you look, I think were we talking about this, Aaron? Like you look at sometimes these freakishly tall athletes, like Bull, and it was like, boy, they are like long and skinny, and you go, how? But Wemby looks like filled out. To yeah. an extent, like when, when he moves, he seems to move with some athleticism. He looks kind of like a Kevin Durant to me, though. Yeah, and a little Durant bit. has battled the injuries, and that's my fear is that he gets that injury. And but Durant's had a great worse. career, or still having a great career. Yeah, no, 100%. So, but I, I want him like it's even like this was athletes that you want to stay healthy for the whole career. Like, yeah. I think I was telling you this reason Jacob DeGrom would be a guy I would have oh. loved to have seen his entire baseball career healthy because he was just so amazing. And, and I fear that I'm just hopeful when Bayama could stay healthy and we could see something great. Cause it was like LeBron's almost done. It would be great if he could take over that mantle. Yeah. And he's got the name for it too. Yeah. You don't want a boring name like LeBron. What a name, right? Mm, if his terrible. name was like Matt James, it would not, no offense to anyone named Matt, I guess you're saying, yeah, I know that's cool. But if it's, <laughs> it just means God's gift, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? It's just like, it's kind of, it would be dull if his name was like John James. It'd be like, eh. Wembenyama. You just called Same. out LeBron there. Better watch out. Dusty might destroy your vehicle. 
Just saying. Whoa. He's going to come you. Got you. You don't disrespect anti LeBron podcast. Hey, what about your, your guys Celtics making a big splash? Do you like it? I don't know. NBA show. I think it'll be, I think it'll be all right. But the thing that irks me so much is Kevin Durant was on the table last summer for Jalen Brown and they just didn't do it. And now here we are trading for Christoph Porzingis. Marcus Smart's been fine. He's just kind of just felt like he was going to be a Celtic forever, but he was such a weird trade because now Malcolm Brogdon might not be able to play anymore. So the Clippers pulled up. Yeah. So now maybe they're losing two plays in this deal, but they got a bunch of picks as well. Yeah, so they got picks. We'll see about the Celtics, man. I, I don't know. Did well. Yeah, they did do pretty and when John well. Moran comes back from suspension, as long as he could just figure it out a little bit, that's a good team. It was a lighter, not a gun. <laughs> oh my God. A Zippo. Prove me he wrong. He tried every excuse. Oh yeah, 100%. All right. so good. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we're wrapping up the show today. NBA Every Day brought to you by Short for the Giant. Live from the Sports Closet Studio, Wembenyama Spurs jerseys. I'm sure they'll have them at some point. (laughs) And Connor Brown Oilers jerseys might be available as soon as eight days from now. Mm. We'll see. Uh, That's a wrap on today's show. Thanks for hopping in, Maddie. You bet. Anytime. Back tomorrow, noon mountain time. Last show before I head out to Nashville. Won't want to miss it. I think Jay might be on, so we'll chat with you then. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.